my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Mark Moss Show where we talk about the decentralized revolution that the world is going through right now. And we talk about it through the lens of technology that's always changed the course of humanity. Of course, we're talking about the Bitcoin technology, the decentralized technology that's changing the world. And we're looking at it through the lens of politics, finance, and technology to try to bring context to what is going on. And there's a lot of good stuff going on, that is for sure. You know, we're seeing at a time where we have uh, inflation raging to all new time highs. Um, at the same time, we have like record amount of job quits going on, which is just crazy. Um, and then for the f- kind of the first time in my life, we're like potentially dealing with like a threat of nuclear war. We have uh, fo- food shortages and famine being forecast. Um, which is just insane to me. Energy crisis is going on. I mean, you name it. And as wild and crazy as this all sounds, and and it is, um, it's all part of these uh, decentralized revolutions that happen right now and right right here. And and as as big and as bad and as dangerous and as scary as as this all is, and it is, um, as much uncertainty as we have about the future, um, 
we need to try to bring back some certainty back, right? And we know when we go back and we look through history, which if you tune into me on a regular basis, you know I love history. If we go back and we look at this um, from a historical standpoint, I mean, we, we hit these periods of volatility, of uncertainty when the world changes. So as we go through these revolutionary periods, the world changes. Um, the, the good part, well, the good, the good part is that it doesn't last a long time. It doesn't last forever, right? So the world gets volatile and the world changes. And then we find whatever is a new normal. Um, I, for one, believe that, uh, this technological revolution that we're facing right now with Bitcoin is here to stay. And we can go into that and that's in, uh, in deep detail. Uh, but I think it's one of the best risk adjusted investments I've ever seen in my career. And I can tell you that I believe that buying it now today at about approximately $30,000 is a better entry than when I started buying it in 2015 at $300. And you might say, <laughs> how is that possible? Mark, you were buying it at 300. That was obviously way better than buying it at 30,000. And, and if you look at just the sheer numbers, that's true. However, you should never be looking at any type of investment from the sheer numbers, right? You're trying to look at a bunch of different information to make a good decision. And what most people get wrong, and this is why most people lose money, what most people get wrong is they look at, uh, how much can I make? I want that next hot stock tip. I want this next options trade. What's the next cryptocurrency? What's the next thing that can make me a bunch of money? And they focus on how much they can make, what the profit potential is. Real investors, professional investors, they don't look at that. I mean, they do. They look at that. But they also look at how much can I lose? What's my risk? Warren Buffett said the most important rule investing is to never lose money. Second most important rule is to don't forget number one. Don't lose money. Now, that's not, that's not to say that everybody loses money. Warren Buffett's lost a lot of money. But you never want to lose money. And so you're always focused on that first, not how much you're making money. You have to understand that uh, your life is a long, should be, hopefully, will be a long-term game right? It's like a marathon. It's not, I have 12 hours in the casino. I'm in Vegas on a, on a plane. I'm, I'm on a layover on my plane. I'm going to go play the casinos for 12 hours, make as much as I can. No, it's your whole life. And so instead of trying to retire off of every single trade, it's about making money consistently over time without losing big. Um, uh, being an entrepreneur and being an investor are sort of like being a gladiator. What does that mean? <laughs> that means the more you do it, the more likely you are to die, right? And so the goal is to not die. You don't want to die. And so you could be the best investor in the world. I mean, you could win and win and win and win and win and win and win for decades. And then one or two bad decisions and you could be wiped out. You could die, right? You could be the best gladiator forever and then you meet one opponent and they kill you. And so you want to be careful about that. And so uh, back to this risk-adjusted trade. So Bitcoin, I believe, is a better entry today than it was in 2015, even though it was 300 back then. And the reason why is because of the risk so in 2015, there was so much risk. So on a risk-adjusted basis, I mean, Bitcoin had had this rise, you know, 2011, 2012, 2013, nobody knew what it was. Um, it ran up to about $1,000, which was amazing. It caught my attention. Maybe I should buy it. And then it crashed all the way down, right? And so 2015, it was 300 bucks. It was way down off of where its high was. Um, it was so new, we didn't know what it was. And what is this thing? And will it work? Well, it won't. What about all these other cryptocurrencies? What about the blockchain? Uh, will, the, will the governments make it illegal? Like, there's all these risks. And so even though I can buy it for $300, I, I couldn't put that much money into it because it was too risky. 
Whereas today we're at a point where I think almost all the risk is out. It's, we don't know the future. Uh, nothing is 100% certain, but almost all the risk is out and it's more inevitable. It's more certain today, way more certain today than it was in 2015, which means I can put way more money in today. However, even though it's at 30,000, we still have an amazing risk return profile. So very quickly, I could run through the math and we could see Bitcoin rise to a million dollars a coin. That's a 20x upside. We have, I mean, it could go to zero. Uh, the chance of that happening is barely above zero, but it could. So I have a one times downside with a 20 times upside. That's pretty dang good odds. Odds, I'll take those odds. Uh, but it gets even better than that. So really, if we look at Bitcoin, um, it's risen and fallen, risen and fallen. I talked about it falling from 1000 to $300. Um, if you look at it, really, Bitcoin hasn't really fallen more than about 80% from its high. And so we're down, if we look at from its high in November of last year to where it's at now, we don't have 100% to that level to get to the 80% decline. I think it would get to about 18,000 off the number off the top of my head, but about 18,000. So really you could buy it at 30,000 and say maybe lose half. So maybe you lose half of it. Now it could go to zero, but this is not likely. So let's say uh, you have a, a 0 0.05 downside with a 22 times upside. Well, shoot, that's pretty attractive. So it's a better risk-adjusted entry. So because of the risk and return profile, I can put way more money into it today than I could have before. The other thing that we know through time is that uh, Bitcoin has been the best performing asset in history. Now, history is no, never a guarantee of return, but it's been averaging about a 200% annual compounded growth rate. If you zoom out, it's up about 250% in the last 24 months alone. And so because of that, it's one of those assets you want to buy and you want to hold. And it's also why more people in the United States than ever are turning to Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies to help fund their retirement, even in light of this uh, recent market crash that we have. And I talked about Fidelity they're now allowing people to take their 401ks and put it into Bitcoin. Uh, and it's happening fast. We can see some 27% of Americans age 18 to 60, uh, around 50 million people, have owned or traded crypto in the past six months, according to a poll published by the crypto exchange KuCoin. Um, yet older folk are more devoted to the young asset class than the general population. According to the survey carried out at the end of March with 28% of those aged 50 and above betting on crypto as part of their early retirement plans. So even of the people over 50 years old, 28% of them are still putting Bitcoin into their retirement plans. It's that important. Now there's a couple ways to do that. Of course, obviously you can, uh, just go out and buy it all at once. If you have money, you have 100,000, you put it in there, or you could put it in over time. It's called dollar cost averaging. Two different strategies, and it depends on where you see the future. If, if you're one of those people who think, should I buy it all now or should I wait because I'm afraid the price will drop even more? Well, where would the price drop to? Well, historically, it, sh it probably wouldn't drop below about 18,000. Even better, probably 22,000 might be the low for the cycle. Now, anything can happen, right? Anything can happen. Um, so could it drop there? It could. And so if you're one of those people who want to wait for maybe that to happen, well, then maybe what you want to do is dollar cost average and maybe put a little bit of your money in now in case, uh, and, and, but then in case it keeps going down, you can keep buying more and you can average in as it goes down. But if it turns around and just goes up from here, at least you bought some at the lower price. You listen to the Mark Ma Show talking about the decentralized revolution, talking about the way the world is changing with Bitcoin and crypto. I'll be right back.
My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic, oracle.com slash strategic. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution each and every week, talking about the way Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are changing the world, looking at it through the lens of politics, technology, and finance. And we were talking a lot about, uh, obviously, we talk a lot about Bitcoin and, and some of the cryptocurrency overall. And I've been talking a lot about uh, this big blow up in the stablecoin market with Terra Luna. Um, we talked about how, uh, unfortunately, people are losing their life savings and things like this. Um, other stablecoins that are trying to do some other algorithmic thing and they're pegged to this asset or this asset or whatever. Complex things. Complex things that are untried, untested, uh, likely to fail, and no one should ever be putting their life savings into these things. And of course, people are, they're losing their money. Unfortunately, I've even heard of people committing suicide. Lots of lawsuits piling up over this. 
And uh, we talked about these lawsuits before, and and uh, I think people want the freedom, but they don't want the responsibility, and you have to take both. But at the same time, I don't like to throw the word around, you know, scam or fraud. I don't like to throw that word around lightly. I like to th- I like to use the word for what it's intended for. You know, if I buy something and you give me something other than what you promised, that would be a scam or that would be a fraud. And I've talked about before, um, a lot of these other cryptocurrencies are a scam and they are a fraud. And the reason why I can say that and I, and I can back that up is because they are delivering you something other than what they've promised to be. A good example of this is the, 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 the newest, the hottest going cryptocurrency blockchain out there, and that's Solana. Solana is the venture capital darling, right? It's raised all this money. Every VC wants it. Any project that's being built on Solana gets, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars of funding, you know, billions of dollars collectively been raised to invest in this ecosystem. Into what? Into what ecosystem? Oh, onto its decentralized blockchain? Okay. But what if it's not decentralized? Oh, I know, Mark, Mark, you're, you're, you're starting FUD, right? You don't know what you're talking about. Well, let's look at this, uh, if, we, if we will. I've broken this down deeper before, but I want to look at just this news story. So this week we see Solana was halted again by a bug this time. All right, so it was halted. What does this mean? The Solana network suffered its latest outage Wednesday. It failed for over four hours by a bug in how the blockchain processes a niche type of transactions designed for offline use cases. So Solana Labs, the communication chief, Austin Federa, told Coindesk that uh, those transactions remain nixed until developers identify and patch the exact culprit that threw Solana's consensus mechanism off. So they had to pause, they had, they had to one, stop the transactions, and two, shut down the entire blockchain. But wait a minute, I thought it was decentralized. What does decentralized mean? Doesn't decentralized mean that nobody controls it? Well, if nobody controls it, then how does Solana Labs chief, Austin, get the developers to stop processing transactions and shut down the whole network? See how that works? Let me, let me, let me, let me back up a little bit here. We have databases, we have lots of databases. The internet has changed the world, and we have these computer databases, and these the internet uh, can plug in these databases. So Facebook has a database, and it's in their you know server farm, probably in Menlo Park or whatever. Um, and you have you know Experian has this database, and it's in their server, and there's an IT ta- IT team that tries to secure it and keep it secure, cybersecurity team, etc. And they get hacked all the time, right? And so the cybersecurity teams they can't keep it safe now. Um, we have a brand new technological revolution, different than a technology. A technology is something cool like an iPhone. That's a new technology. We took a computer, we took a phone, we put them together. Cool. A technological revolution is something that changes the course of humanity and drives financial markets. So there's been five, industrial revolution, uh, steel, steam, steam engines and railways, steel, electricity, uh, oil, automobiles, mass production, and microprocessors. Each one of those has driven financial markets. And here we are. The new technological revolution is decentralization. So instead of having centralized databases like Facebook or Experian that get hacked all the time, we have decentralized, which means instead of one database, there's thousands or millions of databases. 
And so instead of one person or one company or one group controlling the database, the ledger, now nobody controls it because everybody controls it. And in order for the network to change or approve an upgrade or whatever, it has to achieve consensus. And that means over half of the network has to agree. Now, if uh, we have three of these databases and I control all three, is it really decentralized? If we have three and I control one, my wife controls one and my daughter controls one, is that really decentralized? Right. And so really it's, de it's decentralized when there's enough spread, when there's enough databases and there's no more control, when no one person or entity can control that network like Bitcoin. So Bitcoin doesn't have a chief. <laughs> there's no chief. There's no group. Um, there's none of that. There's no CEO to get brought up on charges or bring in for questioning. And so because of that, there's no one that can shut down the network. There's no company. There's no chief. There's no labs. Um, there's no government that can shut it down. Why? Because there's so many databases that are controlled uh, by all these individual people like myself running my own node in my own database. But you can't do that. You can't run a node in a database with Solana. And so because of that, Solana Labs is able to stop transactions and is able to shut down. Now, this has happened multiple times. This is not the first time it's happened. And we can see this really in the price pretty well. So we can see at the beginning of the year, if we look year to date here, um, at the beginning of the year, the price of Solana, the token was $175, $175. Today, it's $40. And so people are starting to wake up to this. Wait a minute. What is this thing? It's not decentralized. If it's decentralized, how do they keep shutting it down over and over and over? How can you build a financial network that keeps having bugs and keeps getting shut down over and over and over? What if you need to run transactions? Now, I'll let you know that the Bitcoin uh, network has achieved like a 99.9% .9 uptime, meaning when it first launched in the very first days, there was a little bug that they found and they fixed. And since that time, it has never, never gone down, never had a bug, and there's no other network in the world, I believe, that can make that claim. And definitely not Solana. It gets shut down all the time. And my point going back to is, is it a scam? If they tell you it's a decentralized network and it's not, is that a fraud? I don't know. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You can hit me up on Twitter, at one Mark Moss, or on Instagram, at one Mark Moss. I'd love to hear from more of you guys, so feel free to let me know on that specifically. Is it a scam if they tell you it's decentralized and it's not? Now, what we know is that the world values decentralized networks like Bitcoin, right? It was a, it's a five $600 billion valuation. And we also know the world values centralized databases. Experian, Facebook, they're worth a lot of money. So we know there's a value for centralized databases, and we know there's value for decentralized databases. Is there value in a decentralized-ish database? And what would be the point of a decentralized-ish? You can think of it uh, quickly. Anytime you hear the word blockchain, just substitute in your mind the word slow, inefficient database. So we want fast databases. The only reason I'd be willing to have a very slow, inefficient one is if it's the most secure and most decentralized. But if it's not, what's the point? And we'll find out. Uh, but I'd love to hear your perspective. Like I said, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at one Mark Moss and let me know what you think. You're listening to the Mark Moss Show talking about the decentralized revolution, talking about the way Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are changing the world as we see it in every area. And we talk about a lot of different subjects because it is changing the world. We talk about fix the money, fix the world is that big. Let me know what you think about this. I got a lot more to cover when I come back in a second. So do not go away. I'll be right back. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. 
They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. All right, welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show, talking about the decentralized revolution, talking about it, talking you through it, because the world is going through it. That's why the world's so crazy right now. And if you understand this, everything just starts getting more clear. We look at it through the lens of politics, finance, and technology all converging. The three revolutionary cycles converging we talk about all the time. And so we want to look at it from all those different angles, all those different perspectives to get this dynamic, holistic view so we can understand it, so we can, of course, be better prepared for what's happening. One thing we saw this week was uh, maybe one of the most powerful people in the world, um, not elected. I'm not talking about the president. Um, I am talking about Jamie Dimon. Now, Jamie Dimon is the head of J.P. Morgan, arguably the most powerful banking institution in the United States, which, of course, the dollar is the reserve currency of the world. So Jamie Dimon has massive power over the banking system, of course, the Federal Reserve System, which, of course, is the economy and the world as well. And so when Jamie Dimon talks, a lot of people listen, and uh, I listen. Um, I don't always agree. Uh, for example, in 2017, Jamie Dimon said that Bitcoin is a scam. It's a fraud. He said that uh, if anybody at JP Morgan traded Bitcoin, they would be fired. That's what he said. So, you know, I listened. I didn't agree. Um, sometimes I listen. Sometimes I don't agree. Sometimes I listen and I do agree. And he said this week that um, J- he said that JP Morgan is bracing itself. Get ready. Brace for the impact of an economic hurricane. He says that the Fed's actions are creating an unprecedented challenge, but it's still too soon to say how intense the storm will be. But he warned investors to prepare for an economic, quote, hurricane as the economy struggles on against an unprecedented combination of challenges, including tightening monetary policies, 
and the Russia invasion of Ukraine. So two of those. Um, the economy struggles against unprecedented combination of challenges. So the tightening monetary policy. Okay. So <laughs> without going super deep into this, I talk about all the time, but that's like a self-inflicted problem. The struggling against um, monetary tightening. But why are we tightening monetary policy? Oh, well, because of inflation, Mark. Right. Um, but what caused the inflation? Oh, the loose monetary policy. You see how all these booms and busts are because we have a loose monetary policy to stimulate the economy and then it gets overly stimulated. And so then we have to then tighten it back up. It's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's like this, but like, you know, taking, uh, taking stimulants in the morning to wake up and then taking sleeping pills at night. I think that's how Elvis Presley died. I mean, taking uppers and downers, uppers and downers. And that's kind of what happens with the market. And the problem is those uppers and downers, they, they work less and less and less. And so you need more and more and more of them. And so then it creates a real problem. And Elvis Presley died. And so correct me if I'm wrong, by the way, I think that's the story. I'm not old enough to really remember. Uh, hit me up on social media at one Mark Moss and let me know. Uh, but <laughs> let's, let's, just, let's just go with that, right? And so that's kind of what we're up against, right? The, the, the Federal Reserve, they ease monetary policies, quantitative easing. And now this week, we started QT, quantitative tightening. So that means they're tightening things back up. But again, they wouldn't have to tighten things <laughs> if they didn't loosen things. How about they just leave things alone? As a matter of fact, um, we don't, human beings, the government doesn't have to work to create prosperity. Humans already create prosperity. I used to carry one rock by hand. And uh, I got tired of that, so I created a wheelbarrow. And now I can carry a whole bunch of rocks way easier. Humans trade. From the very first time, I went and killed a rabbit, and I came across a guy who had a fire, and I said, hey, I have an idea. How about I, sh I cook my rabbit on your fire and we share it? And that's capitalism. Capitalism is not a political uh, system. It's not something that's been invented. It's not something that has to be ordered to follow this capitalism. No, capitalism is just organic. It's emergent. You had a fire. I had a rabbit. Let's work together. Um, you, you, uh, in my er uh, earlier analogy, I've talked about being on this deserted island, proverbial deserted island. Uh, you have the coconuts. I found a fish. Let's trade, right? It's emergent. It's natural. It's organic. N human beings strive for prosperity. We strive to make things easier and better. Only through the government can they force us to be poor. And that's exactly where we're at here. And so back to this, they're tightening policies. How about if they just left us alone and we were just left to be prosperous on our own? Uh, but he says here, quote, we don't know if it's a minor one or a superstorm, Sandy, but you better brace yourself, he says. And he said that they're preparing. Um, he said that JP Morgan is preparing for that turbulence by being conservative with its balance sheet. And so I like that. He says they want to shed non-operating non -operating deposits again, which we can do in size to protect ourselves so we can serve clients in bad times. And so um, they're being conservative with their balance sheet, and you should too, and I am too, right? And so think about this. Think about your balance sheet. Think about your investments. People ask me a lot about real estate. They know I've been a real estate investor for my whole career. Should I buy a house now? Should I sell my house now? Should I sell this, that, whatever? Um, and what I would say is, again, um, look at your balance sheet. Look at the investments you have. And if you have uh, a house that uh, typically I don't include my home as part of my investments. 
Um, and so if you're in a home that's your family's home, you probably don't want to sell that. However, if it's just an investment for you, um, maybe you should. Um, when it comes to my real estate investments, if, if it's a home that I love and I want to keep, it's a trophy asset, it's on a lake, it's on a ski resort, I'm always going to want to own this thing no matter what, I'm going to keep it. However, if it's in a place like I sold some properties up in the um, northern Midwest, and I'm like, you know what, I don't think these areas have good long term potential, I'm selling them. So I sold some properties there. And I've bought properties in other areas that I think will continue to do good. So now would be the time to get rid of assets that you don't like. It's also the time to think about holding more cash. I think holding 25 to 35% of your investment portfolio in cash is probably a good idea right now. Um, and um, thinking very carefully about putting more money out because what he's saying right here, JP Morgan is preparing for that turbulence by being conservative with its balance sheet. And he says that uh, there's power, quote, powerful forces threatening the US economy, powerful forces. Um, like what? What are these powerful forces? <laughs> uh, well, back to inflation and the Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Now, uh, first of all, it's not uh, it's not the COVID crisis, and it's not the Russia Ukraine crisis. It's the response to those things that are the problem. So Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Well, now the whole world has slapped crazy sanctions on them. It's the sanctions that are causing the problem. Now, Russia is doing better than they've ever done. Their currency, the ruble, is at all-time highs. They're making more money than they've ever made because they have gold, they have oil, they have natural gas. Those things have shot through the roof. They're making more money. All of the sanctions... <laughs> are hurting you and me in the United States. We pay more for gas. We pay more for food. So the problem is not the Russia-Ukraine war. The problem is the response to it. So the, the sanctions have made richer, Russia, uh, Russia richer and made us in Western Europe and the United States poorer um, through the COVID epidemic. It wasn't COVID necessarily that wrecked the economy. It was the response to it. So Jamie Dimon's talking about these, um, these unprecedented things, these powerful forces, as he said, but it's the powerful people that are creating these policies that are creating these problems. He says that, uh, he says, that, he said, are we facing a recession? He said, it's possible. Absolutely possible. He said, um, and he says, uh, the nation's biggest bank having an unparalleled view of the U S economy has a window into the finances of American households, businesses, and small, and they have approximately six to nine months of spending power left six to nine months of spending power left. So, um, if inflation continues going up, we've talked, we've seen reports showing that 25% of Americans now have to postpone retirement because of this. Um, we have about six months of runway left before things get ready. He says he's bracing for an economic storm and I am too, and you should too. You're listening to the Mark Moss show talking about the decentralized revolution, which of course, these economic storms, this volatility happens during these revolutionary times. I'm bringing it to you in context of politics, finance, and technology so you can understand all of these forces so you can be better prepared. I'm being better prepared by moving more towards cash, getting rid of investments that I don't want to keep for the long term, and only deploying new money and stuff that I really believe. I'm preparing for the storm. Jamie Dimon's preparing for the storm as JP Morgan is, and you should as well. Of course, I'm not selling my Bitcoin, and you shouldn't either. Um, that's not financial advice. That's just what I'm doing. I'll be back with more in a minute, so don't go away. 
let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, Every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. All right, welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution, navigating the world as we see this revolution change. As the world is changing right before our very eyes, of course, um, it's already going through this, and we have this technological revolution of Bitcoin that is speeding this up, up, up this adoption. And it's caused all types of problems. Uh, like I said, uh, we, t- we talk about fix the money, fix the world. Because it really changes everything from society breaking down to our health to the way that we even get along with people. And you can see it, right? The people, the people around the world have never been more divided. And we're being divided on lots of different issues, and a lot of those issues go back to the money. One of these big hot button issues that uh, I've spent a lot of time this week talking about um, with, with individual people is this uh, topic that just won't seem to go away, that continues to be recirculated over and over. And it's been hot this week, and I'm talking about what should we do with student loan debt? It's an interesting topic. Like most topics, there's no easy answer for any of these because you have to look at them from so many ways. And I think, you know, one of the problems that we have with uh, these types of issues and politics overall is a lot of times people think about themselves when they vote on these things or discuss them as opposed to thinking about the greater good. A lot of that uh, greater good has been ignored because of just the way society has gone. gone. I think if you look back like uh, in, in a business, which I've ran many businesses, uh, the most people I've had working for me at one time was about 65 people, which isn't super big, but, but it's not small either. And when you run a company, you have to think about your company culture. And that's like the attitude that's in that company. And the company culture is set by the top. 
um, in business, there's a saying that says, a, a fish stinks from the head down. And so if you think about that and the way businesses set culture, and so you've had companies like Zappos, like the online shoe company that have basically reimagined the way that company culture is set and they've become case studies and businesses emulate what they've done. But if you look at the United States, for example, when it was founded, we had founding fathers who left their homes in Europe, risked their lives to come to America in hopes of a better place for future generations. So they risk their happiness, they risk their life for future generations. Um, the you know, in the early days, the founding fathers, um, you know, they went to war, the, the, the uh, Revolutionary War, and they risked their life. They risked everything for future generations, even not that long ago, even, you know, 80 years ago, even still today, probably some. But even 80 years ago, we had, we had immigrants coming to this country, sacrificing everything, leaving everything behind, working, you know, two, three jobs so their future generations could be better. But today, we don't have that anymore. The leadership of this country today is only thinking about themselves. Nancy Pelosi is able to out-trade every single hedge fund and investor in the, in the nation. And now, the United States, the only thing we have left is, is our financial services, our Wall Street, right? And she's outperforming them, and they're full-time professionals that have million dollar million dollars worth of staff and team to help them. <laughs> we have leadership that's only thinking about themselves. And so what does that do? Back to the leadership and the culture. And so now we have everybody in the country thinking about themselves. No one thinking about the greater good. And so back to the student loan debt, a lot of times people approach these situations thinking about what's good for me as opposed to thinking about the greater good. Now, it's not just as easy as that. There's some ways to look at this. But, of course, this is the raging debate. Um, it says U.S. Americans collectively hold more than $1.5 trillion in federal student loans, making it the second largest category of consumer debt behind only mortgage debt. Of course, mortgage debt, at least you have a house. Student loan debt, you have a piece of paper you can hang on your wall. Now, it's the second largest category of consumer debt, but it's the largest the number one asset on the government's books. Now, the government has a ton of debt, obviously, about $30 trillion worth of debt. And then they have assets, right? So you have liabilities, what's your debt, and you have your assets. Well, their assets, their biggest asset is this, the debt, the student loan debt. Approximately 43 million student loan borrowers in the U.S., um, almost 60% owe $20,000 or less, while 25% owe $40,000 or more. Um, and so is this a crisis that calls for a cancellation of all federal student debt as championed by former Democratic presidential hopeful Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren? This is a raging debate. And uh, there's pros and cons. There's winners and losers. And that's part of a problem. Uh, I've talked about this. Uh, capitalism is free an open market. So capitalism is always a win-win. Capitalism is one, it protects private property rights. Two, it's free and voluntary exchange. And so it's always win-win. If I like the deal, I take it. If I, uh, and that's, I take it because it's a win. And if I don't, no, no harm off of me. And I win either way, right? Um, but under these type of political systems, there's always a loser. It's always a win-lose deal. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. It's, it's not a good situation. They say proponents of mass desk debt cancellation say it's appropriate because it's failed government policies, not recklessness on the students because I guess the students were forced at gunpoint to take on the debt. I guess why? It says uh, they hold $1.6 in debt. And the effects of that debt on college graduates have been documented. Delays home buying, uh, delays marriage, delays wealth formation, uh, because those student loans are eating into their savings. And it accounts... Um, 
for about 35% of debt of these delinquent households. And it's, it's not wrong. It's not wrong, right? Uh, uh, think about it. Like, these are young people, you know, starting out in life, starting families, et cetera. This is the future. So we have this aging population. The baby boomer generation is the largest segment of the population. They're all retiring. Now, you spend the most amount of your money at the end of your life when you're dying. And now we need all these young people to come up and pay for all of that. But all these young people are saddled with so much debt that they can't be productive. So it is a problem. I'm not going to lie. It's a problem. But is it the problem of the government to, to forgive that debt? Think about it. Now, a lot of people went and took on this debt to get the job, so they thought they could get uh, better jobs, right? It says, uh, in the wake of the 2008 financial crisis, states cut public funding to higher education, so individuals had to pick up the slack. So since the government stopped subsidizing it, people had to pay more. Tuition at public four-year colleges increased by 36% between 08 and 2018, um, as many people turned to higher education to wait out weaker jobs. But... Because of the increased demand, always back to the supply demand, because of increased demand, it pushed the private, pushed the tuition costs up. Hmm. Now, this might have worked out if the returns on a college education had climbed at a similar rate. Instead, the recession ended wages for college graduates, and they've stayed flat. So all these people went and got borrowed money to get the college degrees. Uh, they couldn't get the jobs, and that turned out to be a bad deal. <sighs> but whose fault is that? And now I'm sympathetic to those people, but what about the people who chose not to go to college because they didn't want to take on the debt, and now they've been working a lower-paid wage job? If you forgive the debt of the people who went to college because they got a better job, what about the people who've been working for a decade in a low-paying job because they didn't want to take on the debt? What about the people who worked two jobs and sacrificed their family to pay that debt off? How do you subsidize that? It's a complex problem. That again, these are, these, are, these are difficult problems to get out of. They're much better if you never get into them in the first place. So back to central planning, the decentralized revolution. Central planning is the problem. Printing money and deciding to subsidize some people at the sacrifice of other people will create this win-lose scenario. Someone's going to win, someone's going to lose. All that's going to do is divide people even more. If I chose not to go to college, which I didn't, why should I have to pay for people who chose to? And all it does is put us against each other. Now, there's no easy way out of this. I'd love to hear what you think. Hit me up on social media, at one Mark Moss. You can hit me up on Twitter, on Instagram. I'd love to hear what you think about this. I'll talk more about it if I get enough feedback from you. But it's a, it's a, it's a difficult problem. All of these problems are difficult to get out of because we live in a complex system that need to be made on a small local level, a decentralized level, which is why we talk about the decentralized revolution. Central planning fails because it can't take into account all the variables that go into this. And now here we are stuck with an impossible decision where there's going to be winners, there's going to be losers, there's going to be more civil discourse in a time when we can't afford that anymore. You're listening to The Mark Moss Show talking about the decentralized revolution, talking about how the world is changing, technology being the driver, Bitcoin decentralized technology changing the world for the better, in my opinion. It's rough now, but there's massive hope and prosperity on the other side of this. But I'd love to hear what you think. Hit me up on social media at one Mark Moss. At least let me know that you're listening to me. And that's what I got for you today. Thanks for listening. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought 
in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, Every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.